Hey everyone, welcome to episode 187 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. We are on a serious roll with, like, on roll call. It's not been this way for a long time. It's the last podcast of 2019, and we are going out in style as we welcome a special guest speaker this past week and here to the podcast, Javier Diaz. I had heard rumor before that you were a hospital church member, so I'm glad that you can confirm I am. that. I am. And he's also – now, I, this was a bold move. I mean he comes up to the pulpit and he sh- confirmed his love of a good hamburger. Amen, yes. And that is uh, – that's a bold share. And I can't just leave him out there in Burgerland cold, so I too love a, go- a good hamburger. And <laughs> yes. in complete transparency because you, you, you laid it all out there. Yeah. You know, if they forget to take the bacon off. And by that, and by they, oh, I now mean, he's going. Oh my! No, oh my. By, by, Over by, the just, top. just to be clear, mine has <laughs> no, no bacon. bacon. <laughs> uh, we had a, I had a burger the other day, and I swear, all transparency, I did not see that it had bacon on it, and I was eating it. And Ellie kept looking at me, my oldest, because she's always like, oh, dad, don't eat that. (laughs) But I literally – I was eating like, man, this is so good. And Heather's like, ugh. And she's shaking her head and Ellie gives me the look. And I'm like, what? Mm. They're like, there's bacon on it. I'm like, no, there's not. There's no bacon on it. I'm like, well, it's half gone now. What do you do? Randy, confession is good for the soul, especially here at the last (laughs) end of the year. That's awesome. Start with a a clean slate. That's right. Because I'm thinking, you know, if you get me a really good burger and you had a fried egg on that, you pick up the tab, I might even help you move. Okay. All right. I mean, but you're not moving. Uh, Not that I know of. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, next series, we're going to be talking about heart attacks. And and the reason we're all back together again is Jeff quit having heart attacks. (laughs) New hip is working and we're all back. Oh, the health message. I, I do want to say that I, you know, I, I, I try to make it a rare occurrence. You know, I'm, I'm picky with hamburgers. You like your hamburgers something. rare? Well, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I'll give you that one. Uh, but um, yeah. So all right. Well, last week we wrapped up our unwrapping joy series. And Andy reminded us that when we realize that the kingdom of this world is become the kingdom of our Lord, our only legitimate cry of joy is hallelujah. And I'm just going to say that that whole series was a hallelujah. And if you really haven't found the joy of Christmas in a while yeah. or just joy in general, don't miss any of those. That was a, that all the way across. I felt like we really hit this um, story that we hear all the time, but we hit it from a just a pile of different perspectives. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. All right. This week, it was Javier, ready, set, go, stop. Yes. That seems like it doesn't really go together. Was that was that on purpose? It was. It was. Yeah. I was, you know, Andy called about a week and a half ago and asked me uh, if I can speak on this past Saturday. And I, uh, at the end of the day, I said yes. And I was saying before uh, we started recording that when he called me and I was praying about it, Psalm 46 just immediately for some reason came to my mind. And um, on a personal note, you know, I always say that whenever you speak, preach, you know, the first person you're um, speaking and preaching to is yourself and everybody else is just, you know, listening. (laughs) At least that's the way it should be. Right, Andy? Right, Jeff? Yep. Um, As preachers. And so I've always loved the art of preaching and, and I'm still learning, you know, many years later. And so, so yeah, how do you, how do you deliver a topic that is in a in a verse in a psalm that 
many within our community of faith, Christians, followers of Jesus know, have heard of, yeah, yeah. but deliver in a way that um, maybe can be a bit fresh for people's ears. Again, everything there was was first applied to me. You know, I was literally trying to do that today in the morning, you know, Absolutely. be still. And I'm, I'm right here. My legs are shaking. You know, I'm like, I, it's hard for me to be still. So I'm, I can resonate. And I think most of us do because earlier this year, we did a series entitled The Bold Ask, which looked at people in the Bible asking God or Jesus boldly for things that they wanted, maybe that they needed. But this, this is a huge, bold ask of mere mortals. Like we're not asking God, we're asking us ourselves to do this with seemingly less and less time every day. So given that we're not good at this, is there really something that we legitimately can approve upon enough to make it worth our time? Well, so, well yeah, I, think, I think part of the reason it's hard for us is a, an inflated opinion of ourselves. Uh-oh. I mean, I— I struggle. I struggle with it too. I mean, <laughs> but but, but the, you know, if stopping and being still is saying whatever I'm doing is not the most significant thing, right? And that's really humbling for us to be able to say, okay, what God's yeah. doing is way trumps what I'm doing, and I need to be still and just watch for a little bit here and listen. And that's hard for us. We like to be achievers and doers and accomplishers, yeah. and I'm. I'm Guilty of all above. Absolutely. But how do we define still? The one thing I was left asking myself was, and maybe this is just a personal thing that every one of us has to answer. Well, I think we do. But how do we define still? Because be still and know that I'm God. Okay, well, that's, you know, what is it? What is that? Is that just a lack of decibels in our immediate surroundings? Is it no interruptions? How long is enough? I mean, do we have to go somewhere? Yeah. What what does that look like? And I'm I'm asking myself because, like you said, this is always an an internal look every time we do one of the the podcast every week. For me, that's kind of how I approach it, and I don't really have a good answer for it. Mm. I mean, do, does anyone else here have something that they use that they specifically kind of apply to this? In counseling, there is an acronym we use actually for stop S T O P, and what that stands for is stop. But that stop is just the first part. Okay. Meaning – and you said it a couple of times, ceasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned does that mean you know turning down the decibels? Does that mean turning off the TV? Well, yes. It means okay. creating a space where you can actually adjust your mind. And, and a lot of times when somebody is dealing with high anxiety or panic attacks or – so we ask them to just stop whatever is going on. And then the next thing is to think and yeah. observe. Yeah. So now you're going, okay, what's happening to my body? And to really to know to to look at that and to see what's going on, you have to really focus attention on areas mm-hmm. literally of your physique, your body, so yeah. to speak. And then the next the P is really important because a lot of times we don't think of this as being stopping. And that is proceed mm, okay. because a lot of times what we think of stop is just, oh, I get a chance to relax or I get a chance to um, to just you know hold back and not do anything. But then we fill it with TV or whatever and right. we're really not stopping. And it's not. It's a break from the routine but it's not a stop. Yeah. yeah. It's per- and proceeding may be – Proceed into calmness or okay. into solitude. But or, what you're saying is this is not happening by chance. No, no, no. I mean, this, this is yeah. highly I mean, intentional. Correct. This yeah. is not something that we're ever going to do if we're not going no. – this is what we I, have to do. 
that's why I gave my personal story. And, uh, you know, for the sake of time, I didn't get into all of the actual details. But to your question, at least in some way that, you know, the way that I would answer it is that in my uh, personal story that I mentioned there was it was like I was just going and going and going. And that moment and kind of alluding to what um, Jeff just, you know, mentioned was it wasn't so much about the time that I finally was in that park and the hot day and I was running and I stopped. It was the fact that I stopped mm-hmm. okay. and I wasn't there for hours. I was probably there maybe 15, 20 minutes, but literally everything came to a standstill in my mind and in my heart, the anxieties and pressures and whatever it was that I was going through at that moment. And even recently, um, it, it was just taking that time. And for some, it may be an hour. For some, it may be mm-hmm. they, they got to do it continuously. Whatever it is, I guess my point was take the time in 2020 um, because I haven't done it and it's come back to haunt me Mm -hmm. or to get me. And so since then, I've tried to really take the moments. And as followers of Jesus, you know, we may have our devotional lives in the morning and that's great and fantastic. And that's our time to be still. But even more than that, um, it's even a time throughout the day. If you have a lot coming in your in your um, in your way, maybe just take a moment, go outside, walk for couple of minutes and just, you know, breathe and leave, leave your phone in and leave your phone <laughs> leave there. Your phone. And it doesn't answer the question how much, because I don't, in my opinion, I don't think there's an no, absolute answer. There's no formula. That's yeah. what I was looking for. And, and I think it's really, it's mindfulness. It's living a life of mindfulness, yes. being aware. It, it reminds me a little bit about the old days before there were digital radios in the car. <laughs> And you used to have to twist the dial and sort of hunt for the station. Oh, and, wow. We're and, going you, and you'd be on it, and then you'd be a little bit past it, and then you'd be back on it, a little bit past it. And when you got on there, it was a time to be still. I mean, just get your hand off the dang knob. Yeah, and right. then you then of course then you're driving and as over over time you lose start losing signal. You know, mm-hmm. and and I just I think there's a lot of that that's you're listening to something that's important to you, you're trying to hear it, you're trying to make sure you're tuning into it just right. And it's it has, it's sort of an intentional process, and and rec- it's not a perfect science. There's there's no do A yeah. B C and D, and it'll all work out for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and maybe not to get frustrated in it, because I think a lot of people will try to take just moments, and you go, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and then. There's not a payoff like when you go to social media and you you scroll through and you you look for something specific and you find it and you're like oh well, that was rewarding mm, yeah. well maybe it really wasn't but you know what I'm saying <laughs> well, but sure. is, you may you may take the time and you may not walk away with anything tangible other than well there that's five minutes of my life I'm not yeah. getting back well, well I think it's uh, to what you know Jeff was saying which I was trying to stress I don't know how good I did on Sabbath or on Saturday was that it's it's not so much at least for me the stillness is to stop receiving Input. information, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. And, and uh, hey, I'm all for social media and all that good stuff, and that's great, and please continue to do it. But at some point, I need to just stop that for a while. Yeah. And uh, like me personally, I need to do that more often. I'm, I'm often in meetings and talking to people. And so there's a lot of emotional um, going out. And yeah. so I need to stop. And that's, I think, more people than we realize need I th- that. I think in addition to the because what we're talking about really is, is a form of meditation. What Richard Foster says that's trying to hear God's voice and obey his will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those, those that combination. Yeah. But it's, I, I think also because of what Javier said and how it happened to him in his story, I think that, that building more play into our lives hmm. may be a, pa- a part of the path 
to being able to hear God's voice as well. We get really serious about life uh, us <laughs> yeah. adults. We worry about things. We stress. We, we go, 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 go. There's not enough time to get everything done in. And to be able to step back, and whatever that play means, it may mean uh, so, some kind of sport. It may be bird watching. It may mean bike riding. It yeah, may be yeah. route running. It may be playing a game with your family. But that changing gears from push, 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 push to I'm not pushing now. I'm I'm open to receiving. I think play and forms of play could could be a, an asset toward this uh, stopping and being still. We, we can get wrapped up in play and play, 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 play. Yeah. Sure. Family can't be together without playing a game. That's that's the, another sickness. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you can I think you can apply that pretty easily to maybe even just a lack of so much seriousness. Because a lot of times I've found that when you have those moments or when I've had those moments, kind of like what you talked about with your running, I like to run with a podcast in my ears. So mm. it's not usually one of those, but the motorcycle is one for me. Yeah. If I can go out for a couple hours and it's just the wind, the noise of the wind and enjoying nature and just being away from – it's hard to communicate unless you have the whole you know, intercom set up, <laughs> sure. which I don't and wouldn't want. <laughs> but you really end up with a lot of time just to think and talk to God and – Maybe one of the most important things that I think gets overlooked in this is just the quick prayer time where, it, you, like you said, you have your morning routine and, or if it's in the evening, you do your Bible study. Mm-hmm. But during the middle of the day when people will come into your mind, and I usually like to try to make that an opportunity and remind myself, don't just think about it, pray about it. It's probably there for a reason. Yeah. Or if you're on social media, one thing I did last year, which I really enjoyed, was every time someone asked for a prayer request – was to, you know, put the little prayer emoji in there, mm. but then don't do it unless you're praying for it. Right. Don't say you're going to do it <laughs> and then forget about it. Just do it right there. And in those little times, I felt like that was a way that God was just being close with me, even though I can't say in any of those instances, there was a big revelation of anything, but a calming of the soul. And I felt like that was a good, a good way to lower my stress. Well, for some of our people, they probably need to actually intentionalize moments of the day yeah. where you just... A minute of time is really not much time. No. I mean, mm-hmm. 60 seconds goes by really quick. Yeah. But to say, before I go to lunch, yeah. I'm at my desk, I'm working, or I'm at my yeah. wherever I work, and bef- before I go to lunch, I'm just going to sit down and be still for a minute. What? 60 seconds. Yeah, that's not bad. And, and it, I think it'll be life-changing. And then again, maybe right, right before I leave work, or right, right after I leave work, before I drive home, I'll go out in the car and just sit for a minute before I crank it up. Yeah. Uh, there's There's ways to catch ourselves into stillness that w- that just have to be thought about and be intentional throughout our day. Yeah. I, you know, I do a lot of, you know, reading when it comes to leadership, as I'm sure many of us here do as well. And one of the things that I've noticed perhaps more than ever before is how some of the top leaders are to, you know, to Andy's point, they're intentionally putting thinking time mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. their calendars. Yeah. So uh, they'll say no more, uh, you know, no more phone calls, no more visits, no more anything. And they'll take five minutes, just like Andy was saying, and just kind of be still. But I don't know if we're going to go there, but just to be clear that in the Psalm contextually, it's be still and know, no. right? Yeah. That, that was, you know, key to this context. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not be still for the sake of being still, which is okay. Sure. Um, yeah. And day to day life. But in this particular context, it's be still and know. And that's key. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Uh, Creating a spot where that'll happen is right. so critical. It is. Um, but I think that's, that's true of how we even approach it because I think expectations are the things that pile up on our in our lives you know what what am i going to do what am i going to do for my sabbatical what am i going to do for mm. my time off what am i going to and i think expectations have created this piece of what is going to happen 
And I think that can even provide its own little anxiety as opposed to appreciation. Well, what he says, be still and know. Knowing God, Jesus said, to know him is to have life eternal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that knowing is – it's think about the people. If you pick up a stranger in your car and you're going to drive them somewhere, you'll talk the whole way there. Yeah, <laughs> because silence is an uncomfortable thing with it this is, newcomer. Yeah, it's absolutely, and and yet my wife and I yesterday coming home from Tennessee, we you know we probably drove for a couple of hours and didn't say a word to each didn't other, say a word, yeah. and both of us you know in our own minds, and then we have conversation, and then it go away again, and so I think that whole idea of coming to a place where I can be still and quiet with God versus asking Him for something or telling Him something or begging for something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that if we can all get a little bit better grasp on this personally, then what does that do for our church community as a whole, even just as a local church? And I was wondering what your thoughts were on that. Like if we could get better, if the four of us got better at it and we, and and that kind of goes out into the hospital church or the new whole life church community, what does that do for us? It's interesting. Andy mentions um, about, being in a car and being silent for a couple hours with his, you know, spouse. And um, I thought about putting this quote. I put it on my Twitter account, so most, you know, and it, people can see it there. But um, Henry Newman's quote: He says, "The friend who can be silent with us in a moment of despair <laughs> mm-hmm. or confusion, yes. who can stay with us in an hour of grief and bereavement, who can tolerate not knowing, not curing, not healing." This is a friend who cares. And I love that first sentence, right? Which is the whole point. Yeah. The friend who can be silent. Yeah. You know, sometimes we have friends, acquaintances that, um, like I mentioned from Terry Wardell from another podcast where people would come and he was suffering through anxiety. And it, with good intentions, he would come and say, you know, perfect love yeah. cast out fear. But nobody was hanging out with him in silence. <laughs> Nobody's loving him. Nobody's <laughs> loving him. And so they weren't. And so I think this is what Henry Newman leads to is that um, – you know, it's 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 okay for me. I think me, you know, Andy can speak for himself, but my wife have done that multiple times, yes, and I'm sure. okay just knowing that she's there. Mm-hmm. And silence is good with me. Having friends that I can just say, "Hey, we're here, and we're just going to hang out for a little while." Yeah, the pressure to be something or do something goes away. Correct. And it's interesting, especially when a person has died in our church family. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, people go there and they want to chat them up. Yeah. Right. And (laughs) what they may need is just them to sit there in stillness and quietness with them and suffer in silence with them. Right. Sometimes just being in a quiet room is pretty comforting. I can think back to on the Schneider side of my family, it was always Christmas at grandma's. And, you know, it was mayhem, you know, too many, too many grandkids sleeping on the floor. Your grandpa was up at five o'clock in the morning shaving with an electric razor in the living room for an hour. And I'm like, you're bald. How, I mean, how much can you, how long can it take to shave? What's on your face? But there were times in, in that family, they'll sit around with the lights off. There might be one lamp on over in the corner. So after lunch, everyone sits down. We, you know, you've done your pleasantries over dinner, and everyone might be reading a book. Someone might be just sitting there staring out the window. Someone might be doing a crossword. I mean, whatever. But you go an hour, and there's nothing. The sounds you like, you learn yeah. the sounds of the house because oh well, the water pump just kicked down again. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. The, the, right. The, the furnace, you know. And there's a comfort when you think back. When yeah. I think back to those times, there's some comfort in that. Yeah, and some. I say some because I know not. All do it, but in some Hispanic traditions, in a funeral, you you stay with the family and the deceased all night long. Right? Yeah. Awake. And uh, yeah, 
And so we've done that for some family members or church members and things of that nature. And um, so there's a lot you're, – you're all night. Some people are actually sleeping, but they're just hanging out. You're just there. Yeah. But when they speak, when we do, at least in my experience, we begin to, at least within – if it's a person that's of faith, we begin to talk about the goodness of God. And I think that's that's kind of coming full circle to be still and know. So we had our time of stillness. And God is speaking to us or we're just resting our thoughts and we're grieving. And it's like there's a peace in the midst of pain. But then we begin to speak that God is good. Yeah. And, and, and that is really exemplified in that aspect. So that's another example of, of, of be still and know where both are being played and, and um, played out and that – Acknowledging who God is and what God can do and what God has done and what God will do as followers of Jesus, regardless of your journey of faith, I think that's a game changer. And, and that's something we we have to personally experience. And I, and I think that's one of the issues. You know, sometimes we – in some parts of our community of faith, that aspect of experiencing yeah. has lost its feel to knowledge only. If you just <laughs> know enough, you're yeah. good, right? And I'm all for knowledge. But um, that's in part where, you know, some people need a, a comment from one of our pioneers. And I put one up there where it said, you need to experience <laughs> it as well. And yeah. that's something that I can't do for Andy. Andy can't do for Jeff. Jeff can't do for you. And yeah. we need to do it ourselves. So, And that's typically what we hear all the time in today's worship environment is people are looking for that experience. You know, they want the, <laughs> they want to be touched by God. They want to feel God. Yeah. And in many ways, it's in the silence, like we're talking about, that you probably have the best chance of actually finding that communication with God. What out of all this, give me the elevator pitch. Someone's mm-hmm. going, you know, this all sounds pretty good. I know I'm way too busy. I should do this. But why should I do this? How do I start doing this? What's the one thing you would say to someone who is just like, I just don't think I've got time for all this and I'm not quite sure this is important enough for me to really put in the effort. Really? I would just say, give it a shot. Taste. Just try. Yeah. Taste. Taste and see that God is good. Be still in order to be still. All right. <laughs> I like it. Anything, any books, any any resources anyone has on this that might – that you're like, I know you do. Yeah, well, Henry Nguyen Henry, is obviously yeah. – you know. <laughs> Henry's book on Out of Solitude. Oh, yes, so Out of Solitude. Amazing. And okay. then the, yeah. any, the chapter of meditation from from <clears throat> Foster's yeah. uh, Celebration of Discipline. Okay. Um, those cool. come to my mind quickly. Okay. Well, we will throw – if you think of anything else, just let me send me a text and yeah. I'll throw those in the show notes. The other thing is Javier hosts a – what is it? Weekly? Is it monthly, monthly. Monthly podcast, podcast. called Restore and uh, yeah, just uh, we're heading into our fourth year. And monthly? It's a monthly podcast. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That we're, sounds right. like a piece of cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Hospital Church was like episode number five yeah, on there, but uh, it is a long format podcast. It is. And, um, okay. So it's in, it can be, it's usually about an hour or an hour plus. Uh, there's oh, been wow. episodes of over two hours. So it's not uh, 15 with uh, Randy, Andy, and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, you know. Well, we're so, never Jeff. 15 either. So, right. This is know. beyond 15. <laughs> we try. We try. <laughs> but, well, but, um, when we have guests, we always like to give them a look. I appreciate that. I had yeah. somebody just recently say they had heard me on your podcast. My podcast, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So where but do people the, find that? Um, any podcatcher app, Spotify, obviously Apple Podcasts, you know, anywhere, sure. Google Play, they can, you know, find it. Um, well, it's really amazing the long format um you know we can see how long people listen it's amazing that people 
get all the way through. Most of it, yeah. They, they, <laughs> they listen to a lot of it. It's amazing. No. So that just means you know, the number the- one podcast in the secular world is you know Joe Rogan's podcast, and that's a massively that's long format. Yeah, he has crazy. two three hour podcasts. Oh my! And yeah. millions of people, people listen, listen to him. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. it's absolutely crazy when you look at the Maybe metrics they and how they're playing golf or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I don't you know how see, many can listen that long. A lot of people that commute. I mean, if you're on a long flight right. and you find it interesting, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But if yeah. you're Joe Rogan though, you get the best guests. He does. He does. If you ask, if Joe Rogan asks, you say yes, you go on the show. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. All right. If you guys swipe up in today's show notes, I will have a link to the Restore Great. Thank podcast you. and uh, also to Javier on Twitter. He's a Dolphins fan and guys, yeah. he might need a little extra love in that Dolphin arena. <laughs> Yeah. Although they did well this week. They did well this yeah. week. Amen. We Amen. So. They played? <laughs> we, have, we have hope for the next we year. Have hope. So. We have hope. Andy so. was being still. <laughs> that was That's right. I was busy. I was communing with God. Okay? Andy, Andy needed to be still. Yeah. That's right. Oh, man. Uh, All right. For the second week in a row, our FHC takeaways took us directly to the Bible in verse and this week in chapter and asked us to consider multiple questions. This week it was Psalm 46 leads us and inspires us to grasp that no matter what may come our way, God is in control. With that beautiful truth in mind, of what is it that you are most concerned or fearful and why? How can you trust and surrender it to God? And I'm like, well, if there's one before you start off the new year, this might be a question or a few questions that you may want to maybe even just write down, put them in front of you and – don't stop being still until maybe you have a few of these answers, at least with a working plan to address them. Maybe you don't get, maybe you don't get them figured out right away, but maybe if it takes all 2020, if you answered all these, mm. that could put you on a completely new trajectory with God sure. and make a great 2020. All right. Our final thoughts this week are from the closing of Javier's message. He said, come what may in 2020, fear not, stop, cease striving, be still and know that he is God. About wraps it up, doesn't it? I think so. I like it. All right, that is going to do it for this week. What's uh, what are we doing next week? Oh, we start, this, we oh, start a new series, of course. It's actually a five part series. We'll go through the first Saturday in February. Okay, February one, and it is called God in Your Whole Life. God in your whole life. God and oh, your and whole your whole life. life. It's it's really a stewardship series, but it's not about money. So people that. Dread Stewardship Series may not hate this one. Yeah. <laughs> may not. May not. That's the disclaimer. God in your whole life as whole life church. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Trust me. There's a reason it's called I'm this. Sure. Oh, man. I caught it. No, we're going to actually be – I'll spend time linking, linking stewardship, uh, okay. which is about our whole life, yeah. with our name, new name, and our mission, our vision, our values, our strategy, our metrics all will be covered in this series. It's time, great. talent, and treasure. Put them all together. Awesome. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, next week, it's episode 188. And who knows? Do you think we can start the new year with all three of us again? It's possible. Who knows? It's possible. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.